You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls? Hang up the phone, prank caller, prank caller! All right, all right, all right. So, um, I haven't done this in a while. I don't know why they're talking to me. I don't need them talking to me right now. Um, I haven't done this in a while. I figured we would do a live Packernet After Dark. Um, I'm not... Haven't done this in a while. Appreciate you guys coming in. I'm just going to uh, filibuster for just a minute while people get in here. Uh, I brought up the screen just for the heck of it, just so you can see what I'm talking about when I say that I can see the transcriptions and whatnot sometimes, and uh, some funny stuff pops up. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to open up the phone lines. Careful, though, microphone. I'm not going to open up the phone lines this time, so uh, we'll just leave it as is. What's up, Brambo? How you doing? What am I hearing right now? Oh, my lord. And... Uh, TV's going because they sent me an announcement, which turns on Alexa, which then unpauses the TV, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, looks like we got enough people in here. Why don't we get started? Please, uh, got a pork butt resting. I got ribs on the grill right now. So, uh, good to hear, Brambo. Uh, why don't we get started? We got Nico in Idaho. Please tell me if you oh, can or oh, cannot also, hear this. I just noticed this morning as I was turning on the podcast, I do either Apple Podcast or Spotify for some reason... The Apple Podcasts don't load in any way, and sometimes I won't see it forever. Yeah, Apple is complete garbage. 90% of the complaints that I get are people that have Apple Podcasts. Um, stop using it. I know Apple people are freaking crazy, and it's like everything has to be Apple, 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 Apple. Just use Spotify like a normal human being. I don't understand the Apple thing. I just I don't get it. Um, pick something that works that isn't Apple. When I go to Spotify, it's perfect in line. Right, exactly. But I tend to go to Spotify first. And I noticed it said Jersey Mike under the Saturday's podcast. I'm like, what's that? And I clicked on it. Is Jersey Mike asked a question? So I didn't know if that's a new thing. Um, if it's been going on all along and y'all have been talking about it, uh, and I'm just new to the game. Sorry about that. I'm old and stuff. Uh, so I threw down my one word answer. You know, I think it was how many times, how many games will the Packers win? Uh, is that a new thing? What's going on there? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. I, I, I haven't heard it talked about, I don't think, on the podcast. Um, but hey, yeah, just I just saw that. That's kind of cool. Um, so hey, peace out. I noticed it said Jersey Mike under the Saturday podcast. What's that? And it clicked on it. 
It is Jersey Mike asked the question. So I don't know if that's a new thing. I don't know what we're talking about, Nico, but uh, appreciate you calling in, mate. <laughs> Ryan, what's up, man? What's up, Kyle? Kyle? From Madison. How are you? Good, Mike. On this, I guess it's, I think today's President's Day. Is it? Kind of one of those like bogus holidays. The only reason I really know it is I, I used to have a job where I got it off, and then <laughs> also I think like a lot of car dealerships have sales. Otherwise, I would That's never true. know. So I, they I like waving American flags anyway. all over the place. Happy President's Day to you. Thanks. Want to just call with one Packers-related tidbit and then one food-related tidbit. Love it. So I've been listening to your content the last couple days, and it's so funny because it, it totally mirrors the conversation I've been having with some people in my family. And you've been talking about just... Well, in particular, I mean, even going after the Bears, which I appreciate it. Sure. Um, about their situation at quarterback or lack thereof. And I totally, yeah, I agree with you completely. Like, they have a lot of options and they have to nail it. If you're the Chicago Bears right. this time around, you don't get to screw this up. Now, as Packer fans, I really hope you do. But um, as great as their situation. Well, and, and just to elaborate, the, the, the main point that I made, it's not really the main point. I mean, the main point was what you said. They have to nail it, but that's why you cannot trade the pick. You can't do that. That's absolute. Just, just it's, it's an abdication of your responsibility. You have to get the right quarterback. So the idea, which has become prevalent, is why don't we trade down? We'll get our haul because Bears fans want their haul. They want this massive group of picks. So we'll just trade back like one spot, and then we'll still get the elite quarterback. Bull crap. Bull crap! You cannot allow another team to take your quarterback. You got to man up, and you got to pick the quarterback. That's how that has to go. Sink or swim. None of this like, well, we, that's who we would have picked. If nope. Make the pick. Maybe looks on paper. I'm not sure. In reality, it is. Uh, it's going to be a lot of pressure and a lot of jobs on the line in that front office here, depending yep. on what they do. So we'll see. Same thing now. If you're the Vikings, you bring back Cousins. You got nobody waiting in the wings. Yeah. And then you look at the Lions with Jared Goff. I mean, I think we are seeing the ceiling, the absolute ceiling of Jared Goff these last two years. So just from a quarterback standpoint, as a Packers fan, you got to be happier to hell with where we're at. We appear to have the quarterback with the highest ceiling and the lowest floor possibly in the division. So – I, I, I share your thoughts there, and it just makes this time of year. I'd give it another two weeks or something, and then it's going to kind of start ramping up in excitement again, you know, um, just having survived our first week without football. On the food note, so I – just stop you right there. So I just had – who was it? Peter here, um, big Vikings fan, listens to the podcast, kind of asked me about the quarterback situation. They are in a bit of a tough spot, and they have been for a long time, but similar to the Bears, they got to get it figured out. Um, you can't just keep doing this one more year, one more year, one more year thing with Kirk Cousins. Either, either give the freaking guy, who is now 36, a contract that is more than one year, or get a new quarterback, because apparently next year there's not a lot of good quarterbacks. So if you don't solve it this year, you're probably not going to solve it next year. At what point are we going to solve this problem and actually do something about it? And again, Packer fans, right, don't give a crap. I hope you fail. But just from like a, a rational human being standpoint, sitting here watching this, like what, what is your freaking plan here? So, 
I mean, I, I recently, at 3 o'clock, just dropped my, uh, it wasn't mine, but I reacted to a Minnesota Vikings mock draft, and they had in the second round, they took Bo Nix. So I think something like that could work. Even if you, for example, bring back Kirk Cousins, so you give him his one more contract, and then um, you draft a guy like Bo Nix, you allow him to sit for a year, learn behind Kirk Cousins, and then we get started next year. That's probably the best case scenario. That's probably what you should do. Um, Peter had speculated possibly moving up, but I mean, if you want to get into the top five, which you're probably going to have to do to get one of these top guys, potentially, I mean, maybe not, but you're at 11, uh, granted it's worth it, but are you willing to give away absolutely everything? I mean, you're giving up next year's first and who knows how much more this year, next year, and a bunch more crap to go up and get, what, the third or fourth best quarterback in this class? Is that what you want to do? Um, I don't know. And then on top of that, are you paying Cousins? Because if you go up and get a guy like McCarthy, supposedly who needs to sit and learn, are you going to throw him to the Wolves right away? Or are you going to pay Cousins and give away all your draft capital and, and all your cap on Cousins and everything? I mean, it's, it's just a tough spot. They would have just been better off tanking the season and uh, actually getting a legit quarterback, but they're not in that position. So I don't know the the path they're going to go, but I just keep coming back to, you just got to bring back Cousins and, and, and so that you can figure this out. And maybe that's just me being a Packer fan saying, you know, you can't just go in cold with a quarterback. You got to let a guy sit. So do this and do that, but nobody else does it. Nobody else cares. So maybe they'll just trade back and then get Bo Nix or Penix or whoever it is that they like. I'm much more of a Bo Nix than a Penix fan, but um, whoever it is that they like, draft that quarterback and then try to build around him or whatever. I don't know. But anyways, to your food question, the more important thing. It just was, I don't know, the, the algorithm on YouTube um, showed me a chef who was making like a fake steak kind of thing. Mm. And I'm not really into the fake meat thing, but he wasn't doing it just to try to make it taste like meat. He just actually liked the taste of it. But he was doing it out of a lion's mane mushroom. Oh, yeah, you showed me I've that video. Never had. That's crazy. And these things look freaking delicious. So I don't know where you are on mushrooms, but no. I have really had good luck cooking with them, and you can really make them. They're really versatile. And depending on how you season them and how you cook them, um, you can really make them be whatever you want. I'm going to give you a call right back. Yeah, so he did send me the video of that. I, I will say, when when they showed him, like, cutting into it, I'm like, that's that's a steak. Like, that's, like, when when do you make the fake steak? Like, is that the comparison steak? Like, no, that was actually a steak. It was pretty shocking. I'm not eating it. I, I might try to make it because uh, it would be pretty dope to be able to make one like that and like give it to my wife or something so that she can have like a, a fleshy-looking steak thing, which it, it was. It was actually like pink in the middle and the whole nine yards. It was pretty wild. But, um, yeah, I'm not doing I'm not touching that, man. I, I just I can't do it, especially when you watch how it's prepared. It looks just super gross. You're, you're like putting it in a red marinade is what you're doing, and then you're flattening it out, and you're like squeezing the juice out because unlike a steak, you want to squeeze the juice out, and then you sear the crap out of it. I mean, it looks good. The final product looks good. But it's it's freaking nasty. On top of just being a mushroom, I don't think I could put that in my mouth. I don't think I could do it. Hey, Kyle again. Yeah. So anyway, this guy this guy is using these lion's mane mushrooms. Now, have you ever seen these things? No, they look not like, since I your video. They, they must grow in caves because they're totally white. That's usually not usually, but I know a lot of like things that grow without the sun end up white. Uh, they don't have the chloroform on their uh, inside them, you know. So they're nice and white, and they've got like 
I don't know how you – they kind of look like a sea anemone that's just, like, hanging. These these mushrooms, have you seen these lines made ones? There you go. Uh, so they look weird, but he flattens them out, and he um, marinades them, and then finishes them off. And man, these things look – I'm going to send you a clip of this. These things look like medium-rare steaks. But, um, yeah, I was just curious, like, what your thing is. I know you're not big on the vegetables. Um, however, mushrooms kind of, in my mind – no. You know, they kind of fall in between no. fruits and vegetables. It's kind of their own thing. No. Um, and like I was saying, I mean, they're really a versatile food, so I don't know how much you'd use them. Um, but I think, a, you know, I think in a lot of the world, people use mushrooms a lot more than maybe we do here. I think Americans use a lot of meat for texture and things that maybe you, wouldn't, you could use something else for. You know, so if, like, meat is more expensive in your country, you might use tofu or something else to get similar results from a texture. Standpoint, but just want to get your two cents on where you are with mushrooms. I'll send you this link to take a look at this. This it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. So I might have to. I don't even know where I would get a lion's mane mushroom. They don't have. I them don't in know. My I have no idea. Local store. So, um, but I'm. I might have to try this. Uh, I, I used to own a restaurant. I think gosh, I sold it six years ago now, but I had it for ten years, and we had a portabella sandwich, which was just, you know, one of those full, like, five-inch diameter portabella caps. And we would just marinate them overnight in balsamic, a little bit of soy sauce, and then some Italian dressing. And then when to order, we would just fire up a, a focaccia on the flat, and then just to get a crisp, and then we just throw it on the market on the grill and then just put it on the flat, some pepper jack cheese, the mushroom that is. And a little bit of a homemade red pepper aioli. Oh man, I'm telling you, I, that was like kind of the moment where I'm like, yeah, I've been, I've been really underestimating rush, mushrooms my whole life. I mean, you can just get, you can get a really savory food, uh, depending on how you season them. So anyway, I'll send you the link. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Yeah. So if you're on YouTube, um, there's a picture of it, which I mean, here, let me look at some more of this here. Just look at that. I mean, that, that, that looks like a steak. So, I mean, that's just, that's pretty impressive right there. It's crazy that that's what that is. But, um, again, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I would, I would actually love to make it because it'd be cool to, to give my wife something that looks like that, like a steak, but I, I will just, I'll just eat a steak, um, and I, I would imagine those things are expensive because, like you said, I, I don't even know where to find them. It's probably cost as much, if not more, than a freaking steak does. So uh, I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. And if I ever get my hands on a lion's mane mushroom, I'll be sure to try that out. But uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not eating that. Okay, Ryan. So I have a scenario to ask you about when it comes to Chicago cutting their safety and. What does that do to the draft when it comes to the second round? Does Chicago now go after one of those picks of either Kitchens or Newbin? Or with the money that they have to spend a free agency, do they go and sign one of those top free agent safeties? Which scenario do you think that they'll do and why? And if they do, a safety who do you think it will be i'm out oh well i mean if they wanted to sign a free agent safety they could sign the one they let go um 
But, I mean, if you look at their team, they, they have a lot of needs. And obviously, we're assuming that they're going, I mean, they do have two picks in the first round, but um, we're assuming they're going quarterback and then probably wide receiver after that. Um, you know, I mean, could they use a safety? Sure. I mean, they have Jaquan Brisker already, but they could certainly use, obviously, another one. Um, I think they could use corner help. I think they need edge help. I think they need defensive line help. Um, linebacker, they don't because they've put so much freaking money into that. Uh, you know, offensive line is especially on the interior. They need a lot of help. Um, you know, at the very least, they need a center. Um, wide receiver, which you know, again, they'll probably address. Um, uh, maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know, but. So, so I, the point is, they have a lot of needs. Could they go safety? Yes, that's one of the the many options that they could go with. Um, so, I, I, I'm not I'm not going to say like now it's a massive need. So we need to watch out for them because they're where are they picking here? They've got uh, their first two picks, and they don't pick until the third round. They pick one nine, and then the third round because they're so freaking stupid. Even when the Bears get a quote-unquote haul, right? Remember, they, they traded last year, and they got a haul. What do they come away with? They have five total picks. Yes, they have two first-round picks, and that's, I mean, two in the top ten. That's big, right? That's a big deal, assuming that you hit on those. But then you don't get any second-round picks. You have a third, fourth, fourth, and fifth, and that's it, and then you're done. I don't know. Um, but but the other thing too is when you don't have a lot of picks, you know, obviously a trade back is a possibility. You cannot, I mean, you can, but you should not absolutely trade back that first pick. You have to get the right quarterback. Do you trade back at nine? I mean, probably not. It's so important. I mean, you're in the top ten. You don't trade out of that. You can get a premier wide receiver. You can get a really good tackle. But we don't have any picks, so I mean, maybe you can squeeze a second rounder. I saw Bears fans talking about they think they're going to get a first rounder for Justin Fields. Last I heard, it was a third rounder. I don't know. Maybe they get their second rounder from Justin Fields. But, um, I mean, they, they their picks have to count. They really got to make them count. So um, I think defensive line and offensive line are also really big knees that they have to touch on. Um, but I don't know. I haven't done a uh, a full breakdown mock thing for the bears i'm kind of working into that i finally got some of my tools back so i'm kind of getting familiarized with teams what they have what they don't have who are free agents and not so i'm kind of excited to uh play around with that if you've been paying attention to this youtube channel that uh you're currently on unless you're listening to the podcast been doing a lot of mock drafts that comes from the uh the facebook group kind of just getting myself familiarized commenting on other people's mocks but i'm gonna start doing my own pretty soon so I guess that's kind of my answer, if that makes any sense. Tell you what, why don't we, uh, we'll take our first break, we'll come back. We got a bunch of calls from Kyle in Madison, and um, there may be some adult language, so I'm not, because I'm doing this live, it's not going to be bleeped out. I could go back and edit it, but I'm not going to because I have a lot to do. So, if that's a problem, get your kids out of the room, or, uh, you know, catch you on the next one, or whatever it is. I don't know that there's going to be, but... uh, Sometimes Kyle and Madison get a little little frisky, and you can see there's something that at least Google thinks there is. But we'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. 
In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Ryan? Kyle from Madison. What's going on? Hey, I liked your uh, listen to the pod today. You're going over kind of Bakhtiari's contract situation, and I, I thought I, I kind of, I thought I knew where I stood on that. And listening to you kind of go over the options today, I realized actually, I think I, I'm wrong. <laughs> Let me explain a little bit. So. I love the idea of David Bakhtiari being healthy and being off tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. He, even in his one game he played last year, he was, he was amazing. And he had some really great games last year before his appendix burst. So, yeah, I love the idea of him, right? And then I started thinking about, like, what is the reality of actually, like, what would have to happen to, to have him on the roster? And... I don't understand how it could be possible because the problem is I don't think any even subpar GM, and I think ours is, but we have one of the you know top four GM in my mind in the, in the NFL. But but even a subpar GM, I don't see how you could just put your head in the sand and yeah. and just hope and and pray that you know. Bakhtiari is going to be healthy the whole season for the first time in however many years. I just, I don't think anybody's going to do that. So then what do you have to do? Well, then you got to have depth there. Now, I guess we do in Walker, obviously. But for what did you, I think you said it was like $27 million, $28 million or something. I just don't see how that can be possible. As much as I love Bakhtiari and I want him to play and I want him to be healthy, 
I don't see how you can take that risk for a guy that you have to plan for not having. You know what I mean? Which brings me to a bigger point on the O-line. I've, I've heard some people just kind of disinterested in, in taking draft picks, using draft picks on the O-line, and I just couldn't disagree more. I just think, you okay, I like what I saw from Walker. I'm yeah. fine, absolutely fine with Walker starting this year. Obviously, Tom and uh, Jenkins, I'm all about. I think I think I think we're, are we all in agreement there, right? Tom Jenkins, awesome. Walker, most likely going to be the guy. And man, hold on one second. My neighbor's coming to talk to me. Doesn't he know I'm on the phone here? Seriously. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I... I could just let you go, but I want to make sure we, we touch on this, at least insofar as we've already talked. Here are just some quick notes on where I'm at with this. Um, again, with David Bakhtiari, it's real simple, and I said this with Aaron Jones a couple years ago. Pay cut or cut, right? Either you take a pay cut or we have to move on. Because aside from that, the only options are we keep you on the current cap hit of $40 million, never in the world going to happen, or an extension. Now, an extension can happen, but a 33-year-old player who has basically missed two out of the last three years with a recurring knee injury, and you're going to do a long-term investment, I don't see that as being feasible. I really don't. It's like, well, what if he comes back healthy? What is healthy? What does that mean, healthy? You mean like the doctor said he's fine, which they've said numerous times before, and then he goes out on the field, and then he's not fine anymore? Like, is that healthy? So... That's that's where I'm at. And then, yeah, I, I agree as far as the tackle thing, because if we look at this, everybody's like, well, we don't need a tackle. We have tackles, right? We got Zach Tom, we got Rasheed Walker, and they're they're amazing. I saw somebody else make the point, if Rasheed Walker was a first or second round pick, nobody would be talking about tackle. Well, to some degree, that's true based on the investment, and but but I think there's some rationality to the belief that they're going to hit a very high ceiling, or at least potentially will. Rasheed Walker, you don't have that high of an investment, and so you don't have to wait wait and wade through kind of bad play. Now I'm not saying Rashid Walker was bad, but look, this is a 66.3 grade. That is not like hold, you know, hold everything. He's the greatest thing. He's elite. He's amazing. It's not that at all. This is mediocre. He ranked 44th among tackles. It is a it is one of the most important positions in all of football. I'm not saying tackle is the most important position, but to completely rule it out when David Bakhtiari is potentially leaving. When Yash Nyman might potentially be leaving, I just, you know, and then, then there's the, well, why, why do it in the first round? We can find him anywhere. I think that's kind of silly. I think they have found them. That doesn't mean that we're going to be able to do that no matter what, that we can just easily find a premier left tackle in the fourth round. That's nonsense. Your, your odds go through the roof exponentially the earlier you pick them. Your odds of finding a tackle in the fourth round compared to in the first round are significantly lower. So I just, I don't buy any of it. I think if the best player is a tackle, there is a chance they take a tackle, right? Is it what I think is the most important? Absolutely not. But the discourse that they're not going to take a tackle is is silly. I, I just, I don't understand it. I and it's like, we, we should know this stuff. I get so embarrassed sometimes when, when we listen to these media members like talk to these guys and they, they, they speak in such black and white terms. And it's like, why are you doing that? Everybody knows. Like today with Halfley, it was all about press man, press man, and Halfley's like, why do you guys keep talking about press man? I, like, I don't get it. And every question was like, are you going to, 
well, sometimes we do this and sometimes we don't. Like some, the, the answer is always sometimes because there are no hard and fast rules. And I feel like all of us are smart enough and have been doing this long enough that we realize that if you were to ask Brian Gutekunst, is it possible you take a tackle in the first round? Do you think he's going to say no? And it doesn't even matter if, it, well, well, he, he would say it's possible, but that doesn't mean it's possible. It's possible! The idea that Brian Gutekunst has it predetermined in his mind we're not drafting one of the more pre- important positions in football is silly to me. I just, I, I don't get, and very smart people on social media are espousing this nonsense. I understand being upset with the seeming Rashid Walker slander, but I think you're taking it too far when you say that they're not going to draft a tackle in the first round. That's absolutely untrue, and there's also too much hype about Rashid Walker. Now, yes, the pass blocking grade is phenomenal, and it's mostly just run blocking. Technically, based on this, he was better than Zach Tom as a pass blocker. That's all important, and yes, he could even get better, right? I mean, if you look at it, This was year one. Year two, he could just explode, but he could also get worse. We saw that with Royce. Royce was actually serviceable, and then what happened? He went to to complete garbage. It's the same why I'm like cautious with Jordan Love and cautious with everybody else. You click on any one of these names, you're going to see like weird ups and downs, right? Let's look at Elton Jenkins. What the heck is this, right? Why would we expect him to go down? I don't know, man, because it's football and stuff's weird. Like things happen. So I can't just sit here and say, well, we saw Rasheed Walker play pretty well for most of the year. So we know 100% that he is the left tackle of the future. So we're definitely not drafting a tack. Like these, all these rules where everything's 100% is just so stupid. I don't, just annoys the living crap out of me that, you know, I understand some people that maybe don't do this very often, but you got people that do this like every day who don't, don't understand, like, the basics. Like, there are no rules. Oh, nobody, they're not going to draft a linebacker in the first round. They're not going to draft this guy because he's 25 years old. We did all those, though. Well, they never draft wide receivers. Oh, my Lord, people. Like, we got to be, we got to be a little bit smarter than this, I think, is uh, is what I think. So, anyways, I'm sorry to cut you off there, Kyle. Part two. Hey, sorry, Kyle again. Man, it's so hard to, to freaking lose weight living in this neighborhood. Like, I'm trying to lose my holiday pound, and the neighborhood just takes turns knocking on my door and literally just giving me cookies and brownies and stuff. And Bro, like, where in Madison do you live? <laughs> what the heck is that? I never had that in Madison. I've never had that in my life. You sure you're in Madison, or are you in, like, Verona? I don't know. I, 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 I sounds sus, sugar, as the kids like, say. Stuff, I don't want to be a jerk about it. But I want to just like shake them violently, like no more. Bro, no I'm coming over to your house. Your fault. Anyway, anyway, if you don't want it, man, I'm 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 close by. Come drop it off. I'll take all your stuff. Actually, I shouldn't. I need to. I need to lose the pounds too. Oh, I guess you're stuck with it, dude. I can't. I can't do it. Yes, Walker Jenkins, Tom. Very happy with that. Yeah. I I just don't see how you cannot. Seriously, I have, I'm having nightmares about it, the interior of our line. And I don't see how we get to the next level um, without a huge amount of luck unless we address minimum, minimum run-in position, the right guard, minimum. Yes. Yeah. I, you cannot put Myers and run-in against in the middle there without a complete disaster happening. I'm sorry. I just There's not enough skill there. Maybe, and, and, and I'm sorry, but Sean Ryan, look, there was like two games where he did like a couple things I liked. Sure. And I don't remember what the PFF grades are. Maybe that's going to be up. in opposition to what I'm saying here. But 
I, I don't feel like I've heard a lot of people saying like he's just the next guy, like we're gonna just plug him into running spot. I don't think so. I don't I didn't see enough there to make I don't feel comfy about that at all. No. Not I at all. To me he hasn't done anything. I didn't even he know had people a were saying that. Games. Like if the plan is for our maybe Super Bowl season here when the window's opening, if the plan is to have Myers and Ryan in the interior, man, forget about it. I, that's not good enough for me. So, I, and, and not to mention, we don't have any depth. You know, I know there's Jones. There's a couple guys like possibly could be depth pieces, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, so I, I have no problem. If you told me that they just went all offensive line, maybe defensive line and a cornerback in like the top two rounds, like I'm cool with that. I'm cool with an, a first round pick. If they could get one of those super versatile well, heck, like the like your uh, robot had picked. I forget the character he picked, but uh, the guy that he picked, you know, but somebody that can play tackle, but is probably going to be Graham a guard for the Packers, probably, yeah. who gives you some flexibility too. So yeah. that, like, God forbid, you lose one of your tackles, you got to switch something. Yeah, Graham around. Barton makes a lot I of sense. I just think when you've got one of the best clean pocket quarterbacks that we've seen in twenty years, you better give him a clean freaking pocket. I don't think it's rocket science, and I right. just I'm not satisfied whatsoever. Um. You go back and you look. Oh man, I'm sorry. Three minute monster. Give me one more shot of this. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, let, let let me just pull this back up. So this is I again. I didn't even know people were saying Sean Ryan's the guy, and and he might be. Again, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to pretend that I know he's bad either. But I I do know for I, I'll I'll say this in your I guess defense or whatever. I do remember the discourse of, like, he's really good. Why isn't he in there? He should be in there over Runyon. And I get the frustration with Runyon. But, I mean, dude, this is – I mean, there's some promise here, right? I mean, unfortunately, you want him to be a good run blocker. He wasn't, aside from one game. The pass blocking, it was, like, cool because I was like, dude, it's 76 and 83 and 82 and 83. Like, you know, there's, there's glimpses of, like, this guy's kind of good. But he had a zero pass blocking grade and a 30 and a 34 and a 12 and a 39. Like, these are brutally bad. And and so what if he is the guy? This is another thing. Like, I, when I do mock drafts and stuff, fan bases, and, I, you know, I try to be as cool as I can because it's like, listen, it's your, your team. You know your team better than I do. So I try to be open-minded. But some of the rationale is so stupid where it's just like, we, we already have a guy. So what? So what if you have a guy? It's the fourth round. You ever heard of depth? Like, you don't have any... Everybody's a free agent on that position. But it's... Yeah, it's like, we, we got a guy. So what? Let Worst case scenario. Like, this is the worst possible thing. Let's say we take Graham Barton, who is a tackle. We're going to... He has he has guard flexibility, probably a guard. We take him in the first round. And aw shucks, Rasheed Walker's great. Sean Ryan's great. What are we going to do now? Well, I, I mean, the absolute worst case scenario would be that we have a really good backup player, which everybody's on rookie contract, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, and there's going to be injuries, so I guess Sean Ryan's going to come in. It's going to be seamless. Or, you know, Barton or whoever. Duke and Graham. I always call him Duke Barton because he's from Duke Graham Barton. Um, or, for example, we could put Sean Ryan at right guard. We could put Barton at left guard. We could put Elton Jenkins at center, which the coaches have already said is his best spot. And then you got Rasheed and you got Zach Tom. Like, listen, he, here's the bottom line is that the GM of the Green Bay Packers just wants good players. 
and the rest will sort itself out. The idea that we're sitting here with a fine-tooth comb looking back and forth between our, our depth chart and the big board, and it's like, okay, here, where's our biggest weakness there? Where's the next, uh, let's see, guard, 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 no, 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 right there, guard, boom, plug it in. That's not what they're doing. That's what we do for fun for mock drafts. I do that too sometimes. Um, because I don't know these prospects well enough to be like, no, definitely got to go that guy, even though we don't need it. But from their standpoint, that's what it is. It's just fine freaks. Here, here, final point. There has never been a time the Green Bay Packers have drafted a freak and we were pissed about it. Like, oh, cool. You got a really good player and he doesn't even play much because stupid. We have too many of them. Like freaking, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I hate our GM. He's an idiot. That's never happened and it never will happen. So that's the that's the plan. Find really good players and let the rest sort itself out. And it always does. Hey, yeah, Kyle. So hey, Kyle. you go back and you look at the Dallas Cowboys teams that basically stopped the Packers from being a dynasty in the 90s. Yeah. Okay, because if, if it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys, and actually let's, let's really think about it. If it wasn't for the Minnesota Vikings trading – uh, for what's his name? Walker. Mm-hmm. The worst trade in history, right? <laughs> the Walker yeah. trade. Yeah. Three, was it? Three first rounders, I believe. It's pretty wild. In which the Cowboys took Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, and Troy Aikman. If it wasn't for that. That's a good point. I hadn't really <laughs> put that all together, I guess. In the 90s for there you sure. go. But the reason that Aikman was able to do what he could do with less than, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer for sure, but skill wise, wasn't the best in the, you know, of all time. But man, he had an offensive line, like, holy crap. That, that offensive line was unbelievable. All through the 90s, that offensive line was incredible. Um, when healthy last year, we saw what the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line could do. Well, I, I mean, let, let me just spoil the ending for everybody. It's going to be really hard to find really good teams that didn't have dominant offensive lines, and that's true for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, one of the more underrated aspects is that those guys had elite offensive lines, right? Yes, the Eagles' offensive line and the freaking Ravens. And then, you know, conversely, look at Dallas. Dallas, you know, five, six, seven years ago, whatever, had this elite offensive line. And when that started to dissipate, they started to not be as good. Same with the Tennessee Titans. They had a dominant offensive line. Tannehill suddenly looks like a really good quarterback, and Derrick Henry's the best running back in football. Then the offensive line falls off, and they're not even sniffing a playoff anymore. So I'm 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 lockstep with you here, Kyle. I mean, uh, premier offensive line is unbelievably important. I mean, we talk about how quarterbacks the most important position, and there's no doubt about it. But I mean, on an individual level, like a left tackle isn't as important as a quarterback. A, a right guard isn't imp- as important. But you take all five of those guys, now you're starting to compete with the importance of a quarterback. I mean, it's it's not there. Nothing will ever touch it. But I'm going to say my stupid thing again. I know you're going to roll your eyes. There's only two things an offense can do, and that's run and pass, and you can't do either of them without an offensive line. But conversely, let me add a little bit to it. Um, you can be really freaking good at them with a really good offensive line. So, yeah, that's that's what I want. That's what I want for Christmas, Santa Claus. I want an elite offensive line more so than anything else. Uh, I like Rasheed Walker. He's decent. I, I mean, he could become a premier offensive lineman. I don't want to. I don't want to take that away. I'm not trying to be anti Walker. None of that. I just. I'm not going to sit here and say that I know that we have it. And if you if you see a guy in the draft that you think is a genuine David Bakhtiari, you take him. Period. And that's not debatable. And what do you do with Rashid? I don't care. Figure it out. Can he play guard? 
Can Tom play guard? Maybe we do that. I, I don't care. I'm never passing up on a David Bakhtiari unless I have two of them. And even then, I don't know. We got to see if one of them can play guard, I guess. It's it's wildly important. Uh, I, I, if the Packers are serious about winning a Super Bowl, and, I mean, you, look, if you're Gutekunst, you've got to be looking at what the Chiefs are doing. And I'm sorry, I understand you got Patrick Mahomes, but from a talent standpoint, you can't tell me they are a thousand miles ahead of the Packers. You know, yes, this last team, but it is not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, another draft season and then you give the people you got enough time to develop that the Packers are right there talent-wise with the Chiefs. So if you want to build on a multiple championship type of operation, which I think, why not shoot for the stars? Exactly. Then you've got to, you've got to have some horses on that offensive line, man. So I don't know if they're going to take on a center, but you've got to do something like guard. And maybe if you get better guard play, Myers is going to play better. I don't know. But at a minimum, at a minimum, I want to see a versatile road grader at right guard and then a really good depth piece taken quite high, that, that, like like in the first three rounds, in addition to that. I would, that is the minimum that I want to see. Um because I just, like you're saying, I, I, I don't, they're not going to keep Bakhtiari. Now watch, they go ahead and keep him. They extend him. Yeah, they'll fake that. But yeah, 100% they will. I don't see how he fits on the team and, 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 and at that price tag. And so, yeah, I think they're going to need several pieces, and people are going to cry about it because it's not going to be sexy picks. I'm going to love it. I don't care if you take all offensive line in the first two rounds. I'm all about it. Go for it. I'm here for it. Anyway, talk to you later. Yeah, I agree. And and look, there's other needs. I mean, I I'd be excited about a lot of stuff. I'd be excited about you know, getting that safety. I was listening to Halfley talk about what he wants in a safety and it you know, it kind of sucks cuz you look at it and I just got done looking at the safeties in the draft and I, the the combine's going to be incredible cuz I want to know the speed. Not that that's everything, but the one thing that's hard at least for me to gauge is is speed and that's true sideline to sideline ability but at the same time he he reflected what i've always said that i like in a safety that isn't always important to everybody although people are going to say it but that's he wants a guy that's going to come from deep and just clean that somebody's clock and also and i've mentioned this as well he wants a guy that even when they're wrapped up in the pile he's not just going to walk up there and be like ah they got it no he's going to freaking get in there and just take out the whole pile so um I was glad to hear that. So that I crossed off some people on my list. Like, nope, forget you. I never liked you anyways. Like, you don't do that. I don't want you. Um, but I'm excited to see, like, if some of these guys, especially the two Miami guys, uh, Kinchins and I forget the other guy's name. It's, uh, let me pull it up here. Um, the one guy I got my eye on here. Let me pull this up. And he's supposed to be actually kind of quick. Uh, James Williams. Let me see if I can do this. I'm going to do it live here. NFL Draft Buzz. His projected 40 time, this is a decent resource. I know there's other ones, but I like it because it's just something I can remember. Just think of Buzz. Where's my guy here? So here's the 40 times. Newbin 4-6, Kinchin's 4-4-5, so he potentially has it. Where's our other guy here? 4-4-6, so he's right there. And look at him, though. He is uh, 6-4, 230 pounds, so he's one of the bigger guys in this class. If he's running like this, and then, of course, you got... Uh, he's a little smaller, and, and size isn't necessarily everything, but 5'9", 210, which is also big. You're usually looking like six foot, 201 pounds, so there's a lot of weight there. But uh, Malik Mustafa, I don't even know if I watched that guy. I think I did. I don't know. See, there's no point in me watching these guys. I don't even remember. But um, 
so that that's going to be kind of interesting too to to see if we get that safety i think that's going to be a big one um i mean i'd be happy with almost anything to be honest with you anything along the offensive line i'm never going to be upset about defensive line i mean including edge uh linebacker could be kind of cool although i feel like we've done enough investing in there maybe a little bit later we could corner i wouldn't hate safety would be great but i tend to agree one i think if you want to make me the happiest um Let's come out of this draft just feeling like, man, this offensive line is stacked, man. And Jordan Love, he's going to have some time in the pocket. And that's the thing. Like, we, we think about it, and I think you're right, for, for some people, including me, and I'm, I'm advocating for it, but that's more of me just trying to overcome emotion and just think. But it's hard because when you hear about drafting a guard, it's like, that's freaking stupid. Like, it's not fun. Like, get a safety. He's going to fly around. He's going to get picks, and he's going to smoke people and get a corner and get that. But if you think about the function of an offensive lineman, Right, a guard and a center and even a tackle isn't super sexy, but what does that mean? What does Aaron Jones look like when you're blasting open holes? Is that exciting? What is, you know, even your backup running back? So let's say we draft a running back. Think about our wide receivers and our quarterback standing in a clean pocket. You know, it's a critical third and seven, and Jordan's got some time to buy in the pocket, and boom, he finds Christian Watson deep down the left sideline. I mean, it, it offensive line is sexy. We say it isn't, but it is. Sexy plays happen because of the offensive line. You think the Chicago Bears see sexy plays? They see their quarterback fumbling the ball 275 times because he's getting sacked all the time. It's mostly the quarterback's fault, but it's fun to make fun of the Bears every chance I get. Um, Yeah, so offensive line is absolutely a sexy position, and um, I'm all about doing it. Why don't we quick take a break? We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't unmute myself. Son came in asking if we could do a bonfire. I don't freaking care. Go light some stuff on fire. Uh, Garrett in Southern Illinois. What's up, my man? So I want to first say uh, meeting up with guys, maybe a long podcast row for the 2025 draft. Uh, Ryan, you talking about, you know, the gangs all mixing it up and stuff. Have you seen the people that follow Tom Grassi, I'm sorry, I but it's, so. I think Steve from Alaska with one arm tied around his back <laughs> probably could well, that, take on that's what I'm at saying. least 30 or 40. And I mean, it goes without saying. Not saying anything against Tom Grassi. What he's referring to, if you don't know, is we were just talking about having like a meetup or whatever. I don't even know how it came to this, but um, 
Oh, I was like, because we, we'd all have our different like groups. Like you'd have Packaday and Grassi and uh, Bukowski or whatever. And then all the fans would kind of go to their respective places. And then we'd meet in the middle and have a little uh, Gangs in New York style thing. And I was like, even though we probably have a little bit of a smaller audience, perhaps at least than than Grassi, um, I feel like these people are freaking crazy. We got Steven Alaska, we got Jersey Mike or whatever. So that's that's what we're talking about. The name like Jersey Mike, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he can handle. We got a couple quite Jersey a few guys. On his own. We got people from the south and uh, Pedro in Brazil. I'm bro. just saying MMA. I'm pretty confident that Born with the that DNA. After Dark group could uh, bring a whooping on. A lot of different podcast groups. Yeah, it would be all right. Considering just just the verbiage that some of these people use, <laughs> it tells a lot about a person. I tend to agree. So I'm just saying I'm throwing down the gauntlet right now. If you want to have a... I attract a different kind of clientele to this show. That is correct. Arm wrestling competition or you know, a UFC-type style uh, ring where people get into it. Man, I'm there, Ryan. I am totally there. So if oh I was you, I would be running these scenarios by ramage because if there's anybody that hobnobs with, you know, the big wigs and stuff, it's ramage. So, I mean, you're already in with the in crowd. So yeah. definitely start making some of this stuff happen because this would be epic. I mean, talk about the bragging rights for the next year on the podcast and... Uh, it goes without saying, just the street cred you would get alone. So I'm just saying, man, th- there should be some competitions between the podcast groups. Whatever it is, Ryan, uh, again, just run them by Ramage and let him come up with some scenarios and and, and work out uh, who, you know, organizes things. So just saying, I'm out. That would be funny. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not advocating for violence here. Let's be very clear. I, I don't need that getting out. Like, oh, that Packernet guy says he wants to get his fans to beat up Grassi. Like, that's not what I said at all. Garrett just got a little carried away there, I think. But, um, I mean, I might have said it as a joke. But I, I didn't. That's not. Don't worry about it. Um, no, but it would be kind of cool to just, you know, I mean, the draft would be a good place to they just kind of mix it up, like you said. And, um, you know, I don't know how much everybody else would be interested in it, and I'm certainly not on the in-crowd, I can promise you that. Um, I have semi-cordial relationships with 5% of the uh, the other folks out there. But that's about it. But, um, no, I just, I think it would be cool, you know. I mean, obviously we, we know, and not just for me to meet them or whatever, but, I mean, for me to meet you guys, just we... we semi know each other and even people on social media that are not necessarily creators you just kind of get to know certain people so um i feel like even though there are like the the meetups and stuff for games once in a while like this is this is it like this is the one that everybody has to go to all of us have to be there i don't even go to games i have to be there so um this is a this is a must so i'm i'm excited about it i'm excited to meet as many people as i can um, whether that's listeners, other creators, social media people, um, whatever, I'm looking forward to it. And, that, and, and again, that's part of the reason why, as much as it would be cool to like do a show for the draft and everything, and I'd like to get some kind of content out of it. I don't necessarily want to be nailed down to an area and be like, this is the Packernet area. And we sit here and like, we got to do a show and we're streaming. It's like, dude, I want to walk around. Like, I want to go do stuff. I want to eat some food. I want to go meet people. I want to do this. I want to do that. We can tweet out like, Hey, we're Packernet crew is kind of hanging over here or whatever if you want to come get some. Um, I don't know. 
I'm a peacock, man. You got to let me fly. That's all I'm saying. Ryan, have you ever taken a moment to listen to the commercials on your break no, in the podcast? I'm standing. My wife once in a while is like, why are these person advertising on your... Like, I don't know. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm sorry. Here, hand in mail to a customer, and <laughs> you're talking about, you know, Bakhtiari and the salary cap issues, and mm-hmm. you break to a commercial, and here's a woman talking about tampons. If it's not in far enough, oh. you can still feel it. And I'm looking at this customer, and he's looking at me. I'm looking back to him. We're both speechless. We have no idea what to say to each other. It's the most awkwardest moment in my life. Dude, the commercials are killing me, man. They're absolutely killing me. I'm going to have to start fast-forwarding them. Oh, I'm out. (laughs) First of all, I forgot to get to Logan's. Uh, call here. It says not only is Jersey Mike from Jersey, he also lives in Texas. So yeah, he's he's the scariest guy, uh, along with uh, Stephen Alaska. I think that we have. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I feel like this is not super their demographic. So I don't know why they're paying me, but I I would never. Uh, yeah, I, I I I can't speak on it because I'm the one recording it, so I don't have to listen to it. So I don't I don't know. But, uh, boy, yeah, that was uncomfortable for me to have to listen to live. I wish you weren't so freaking graphic, but at the same time, I guess if that's what they're talking about on my show. I try to do a clean family show here, and freaking advertisers are messing stuff up. I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm not one to turn down money, I, I can tell you that, but I, I certainly don't want things to get, like, graphic or whatever, especially when, you know, 99% of my audience is a bunch of dudes I just, I don't know. It's, it's like dudes and my wife, and that's that's the uh, that's the whole thing. And I don't think, well, we don't need to get into it. I, I I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm I'm confused by it, but I'm I'm happy that they're here. You know, usually around this time of year, the advertisers all go away, and uh, we still have advertisers, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for you guys for sticking around and please do so. I apologize for that. I would assume at some point they're going to realize there's not much ROI from a football show, especially my football show. Um and uh maybe maybe we'll go in a different direction, a nice nice Coca-Cola ad or something. Logan says it always gives me a chuckle. <laughs> I mean, whatever you're into, Logan, it's cool. But I apologize. Yeah, maybe uh I mean, maybe don't put it on speakerphone or something, you know, put some, pop some earbuds in, you know, that way you can suffer in silence, not have to listen to the whole thing. I don't know. I mean, it, it honestly, that I, why are those so prevalent? Now that I think about it, like, I, I'm, I, I'm watching Hulu at night with my wife, and it's like every commercial is some form of feminine thing. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because... Um, I forgot what the statistic was, but it's like women basically dominate the market. Like they, they control the money, they spend the money, they're the ones in control. So it's just like, we'll just advertise to them because guys don't get to choose what they want to buy. And I guess uh, that's fair enough. I don't know. I've, I've, we should probably move on. Let's get off the subject. You're Steve in Alaska. Talk about something manly, please. Hey, right, guy. Steve up in Alaska. Up, I'm cutting some firewood, you know, it's my, it's my thing. Um, and, uh, listen to the show, of course, and then, Figure I call in a couple comments. One, uh, when we were talking about your VR stuff, 
You are correct, sir. I, I will not have VR goggles until somebody actually, until they force me to. Yeah. I wouldn't even have a smartphone except that I was forced to get one of those because they. That's why we love you, Steve. That's, I mean, I would, I would think less of you. I'm, I'm sorry that that burden is placed on you, but everybody here expects you to be that guy that does not get involved in VR. Right. I mean, I'm a little disappointed you have enough technology to even listen to the podcast or call the show, but I guess we need at least that as a baseline for you to be able to uh, participate. But that's it. Otherwise, you know, technology and stuff, it just it doesn't suit you, right? I mean, you don't even you don't even use a chainsaw, bro. It's just an axe. And I don't even think you sharpen it cuz you're Steven Alaska. They phase my my flip phone out of service. Otherwise, I still have a flip phone. I love that little sucker. Um but calling on your on the AI stuff, uh, I I really like the uh, the AI draft. I'll give it credit. Um, I don't know the specific players per se, but uh, the position picks and the places that it picked the positions, I was I was right on. There wasn't any until you get towards you know the sixth and seventh round where you kind of go ah, eh, but you know they're yeah. sixth and seventh rounders. It's, there's there's not too much that you're you're looking to ask for out of that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I I think it did a good job. It, it, it did a lot better than what, what I was thinking the team was going to get when the Packers drafted probably like the last four or five years. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see what the Packers do compared to the AI. That'll be interesting. Uh, listening to uh, I don't know yesterday's show for me. I think it was. I don't think it was today's show. But uh, um, you're talking about the Bears and their picks and the likelihood of them picking uh, Caleb Williams for the first pick because it's just the smart thing to do and they would be idiots to not do it and i think the one major flaw in your in your decision making on that is that it's the bears and when don't the bears do something stupid <laughs> when don't they do the thing that they it. shouldn't do i understand um i think a lot of their stuttering and stalling right now is because they don't know who they want and because they don't know who they want they don't want to make any trades with anybody or do anything with the pick because they're not sure who they want to get with it um, I'm, I'm thinking that they got somewhere in the back of their mind that they're going to trade it to somebody who's going to want somebody other than that guy they eventually decide on, whoever that may be, and so they could trade it to him, get a bunch of stuff, and then still get their guy because that would be something the Bears would try to do, try to outsmart everybody and make this incredible move that this big coup that gets them so much and meet frogs them ahead of everybody. I could see the Bears doing that because yeah. – uh, they, they're just, they're, they act like a desperate team because they're a desperate team. Right. And they're desperate to try to get something going somewhere and have some sort of success. And that's what cripples them is their desperation because they don't make intelligent moves. They make desperate moves. So, um, but keep up with the good work, man. Uh, appreciate everything you do and keep us all entertained out here. Uh, much love to Packer Nation and I'm going back to cutting down trees. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Of course you are. Yeah. And Brambo, I didn't realize how graphic that comment was or i wouldn't have put it up but um the the loomy ones are exactly what i was thinking of i i've never even heard that particular thing but that's that's disgusting um but yeah we my my wife and i always get to chuck a lot of the loomy thing because it's just like I don't know, again i i'm not even gonna say it out loud that's how, that's how crazy it is like how gross are you like shut up <laughs> anyways uh let's see Logan says, whatever route the Bears decide to go with Justin Fields in the draft, I'm extremely confident they're going to choose incorrectly and mess it all up. I kind of am too, to be honest. Like, it's weird because I'm, I'm like, 
97% sure Justin Fields is gone. I know a lot of Bears fans don't think so, and they're trying to convince themselves, whatever. I just, I cannot, that would, I would not stop laughing for a week. We would do laughing at the enemy for a week. They would each be two hours long, and it would be, just be me cackling. There would be nothing else. That would be the dumbest freaking thing in the entire world. Justin Fields is just not good. And I, people want to argue like, oh, he's going to be good in the Falcons. No, he's not, but I don't even care. It's not even an interesting conversation. I hope he is. Good. Go go be great. He won't, but that would be, that'd be good for him and for me, and we'd all get a good laugh. Um, heck else was I going to say? Oh, the aside from that, though, it, it, does, it does feel like they're going to screw it up. Although I, I just think... For me, I really just think it comes down to, are they going to pick Caleb? And I think they are. And so it's, is, is Caleb going to be good? So it's going to be one of those things where it's like, there really isn't a, uh, and, and there, there isn't an option. I just think the, the option is going to be laid at their feet. They're going to do the obvious thing. And it's just, is that curse going to continue to where, uh, they just, just nothing works. But I was encouraged when I went back and looked at all the prospects, I looked at all the quarterbacks, um, I, I mean, Caleb was definitely my top guy. I mean, I, there's there's a ton of debate, and then I watched it, and I was like, no, he's he's I think he's the guy, but he's not. It wasn't like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It wasn't like we're screwed when he does things because it's there are issues, just like people have pointed out, and it is funny that a lot of his is- issues are Justin Fields' issues, and so it's entirely possible. Um, maybe not necessarily the most likely scenario, but it's entirely possible that he's Justin Fields but just can't run as well. <laughs> which would be hilarious. Um, and then Logan says, which I agree with, I'm going to be the biggest Fields fan in the world if he gets traded. I will too. I, same with, I was with Trubisky. I hope Trubisky was going to be good. He was mostly himself. I think he improved marginally, but he's still just a backup, which is what he always was, which is what the Bears traded up to get, which is hilarious. Um, anyways, I was going to do one more, but I feel like we're coming up on an hour and I still have to do the regular podcast and some other stuff and I got to check on my ribs, so... Uh, we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to try to do this more often. I'm trying to get the YouTube rocking and rolling. I know I've said that before, but uh, please keep the calls coming. We got, uh, I see, uh, Jost Farms just called in, so I appreciate that. Get your calls in. The uh, The number is right, Shia, 608-501-0718. So uh, get your calls in. Just leave a voicemail, no big deal. And uh, we'll react to it live on the show. Have a good one and goodbye.